You ready, friend? Do you have a drink in your hand, by the way? Okay, I have a water. Like, should I go pour a quick glass of wine? Honestly, please. Wait, wait. I'm, I will be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my third glass. Like, please, thank you so I much. Appreciate it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Diggs. Welcome back to another episode. I am joined today by the one, the only Zoe Robinson, Philly, Philly resident now. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Elena. Happy to be here. <laughs> I am so happy to be here. When we got on, I was like, this is just an excuse for me to see your face because we live in new cities now. But I'm so happy to have you on and just chat. We have so much to talk about. We got questions from some followers today. So I'm just like, I'm pumped. We have our wine. Tell everyone what you're drinking tonight. I'm drinking a very heavy pour of some red wine. <laughs> Lovely red wine. We're awesome. red wine girlies tonight. Um, and it's needed. It's needed. It's been one of those days. We're recording this on a Monday. And I feel like it's just been a, a very Monday Monday. Yes. Right before the holidays, I feel like everyone is just cramming every oh. possible thing in. So it's hectic as hell. It's rough. It's rough out there. Well, um, yeah. So Zoe and I are friends from when I lived in like the DC area. But if you want to jump and just like or jump in and say a little bit about yourself before we get in to everything today, go for it. Do you do like a little elevator pitch? Like what's your little elevator pitch? Sure. It's not super exciting, but like you said, we met in the DC area. I went to college in New York, but then after college moved back down to like the whole DMV area. I went to high school in Maryland and I lived there the last four years. I do consulting, super surprise. Everyone in DC does consulting. Um, I do banking compliance consulting specifically. And in August, I moved to Philly. So I'm now a Pennsylvania resident and I'm loving it. You're loving it. I feel like you're thriving and I feel like well, we'll get into it, but moving to a new city is so, it's like so exciting. And then it's like, oh shit, like this is like all new. I'm on my own doing it all over again. First of all, let's talk about the room that you're in also. Like, I feel like you had this room going, you're in your office. Yeah. It is stunning. Like you had it going like early. I remember seeing the couch in there and the frames. I was like, damn, I need to get on my, on my office, on my guest room situation. We have very bi different backgrounds right now. Let's just say that. Yours is like classy and I feel like mine look like looks like my personality threw up in a room and yours looks like timeless. No, yours is gorgeous and it has color and it's cute and I love it. You're like, mm -hmm. can I should I blur my background? I'm like, please don't. Like it's actually, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's really like calming. Yeah. I so we moved, I live with my boyfriend and we were living in a one bedroom and we both work from home 24-7. So we were in one bedroom for a whole year in DC. Crazy. That was a nightmare. Um, love living with my partner, but both working from home in one bedroom was horrible. So now we have a beautiful three bedroom. So I get like a dedicated office. Totally. And I was like, if I, I spend most of my time in my office, like for better or worse, I'm kind of a workaholic. And I was like, I want it to be a hundred percent me, a hundred percent, like a place that energizes me if I'm going to spend so much time there. So yeah. I'm 
hands to my art. And it's like somewhere that I like being, which I it's need. happy. It's very happy. It's not like stale. Like you're going to your office job. It's like, oh, this is my happy place. That's the vibe oh. I'm getting from it. Yeah. hundred And also I feel like it, it's nice when you're on work calls and people can like see your personality behind you. Yes. You can really like tell who a person is based off of what they have on their shelves and like what's behind them in their zoom room, you know? Yes. hundred percent. And I think it also like helps foster relationships in like a hybrid environment. Like if you work with someone who works in a different country or a different state and you never see them, if they can see a little piece of you, like I work with people who have their favorite sports teams flags up in the back or like little things about you. I think it does help like working in a remote environment, feel a little bit more connected to the people. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I love now. I'm like, damn, I just sit I just work for my kitchen table most days and it's just like a blank background, but maybe I should like move around a little. Like sprinkle in a little. Alina. Give the people what they want. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Well, let's actually talk about the workaholic comment because I feel like um, you are actually, no, let's back up. I want to just talk about how we met before we get into everything, but I do want to address the workaholic comment because I think that's a big part of your personality is your job, which is not like that when I don't, when I think Zoe, I don't think like your job. I just know that like, you're so passionate about work. Like you're very, like you take it very seriously in a good way. Um, and I feel like these days it's hard to find out there how we met, I think is so funny now. Um, yeah. actually, no, it's not, it's not funny now, but it's like a cute story because we, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. So we met at a party. Was it Rachel's birthday? I believe at Brixton. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So yes. at this point, this was like 2020, 2020 or 2021? 2021. 2021. Okay. So we are celebrating our friend Rachel's birthday. Rachel's been on the podcast multiple times. You guys probably know her by now, but um, we were celebrating her birthday at a bar. We had like rented out this whole space. At this point, I hadn't lived, I hadn't moved yet to that area. Like I was still living like with my parents at this point. So I was like finally getting to meet like all of their friends that they have made in the DC area, like getting to celebrate Rachel. And Zoe's at the party and Zoe comes up. And I think the first thing I said to you was like, oh my God, like we were all dancing. And I was like, oh my God, are you a model? Are you a model for real? She, Zoe for like visuals is, are you 5'10"? I'm 5'11". Like I'm pretty 5'11", 5'11". She's a tall girl. I'm also a tall girl, but like Zoe's tall girl. I was also wearing heels and I never wear heels. And this, so this party, I was probably hitting like six, one, six, two, but just a ginormous model in front of me (laughs) and just looking like a dime. I'm like, Oh my God, Rachel is friends with a supermodel. Like what the fuck? So I was like, Oh my God. I literally, and I meant it so seriously. And to this day, I like stand by this comment. I was like, are you a model? And you're like, I love you. You're so funny. Like, no. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm not being funny. Like you're stunning. Like you're so tall. You're so beautiful. Like what? I'm Elena. <laughs> That's you were like, are you a model? And I was like, are you a comedian? Because what are you talking about? <laughs> you're like, shut up. No. And I was so serious about it. Um, and I thought you were just like such a fun time. Like you were so nice, like just so outgoing. Like, and then from that point, obviously like we were all kind of like hanging out after that. Um, it's been so fun. Like you're such a good, per- like you're one of my favorite people. So you're so fun, so fun to hang out with. So fun to just like throw into another group of people that like, you don't know. I feel like you have the personality to just go, you know, how to talk to people. You are always just, 
I don't know. I just, I love it about you. Thank you. Well, all the same to you, Elena, like immediately when I met you, not just because you thought I was a supermodel, but just because you were like the warmest, kindest person with like really good energy. I felt all the same things about you. You were like, you're so flattering. I'm keeping you around. Please and keep. Tell me I'm a model every day. Yes. No, literally. Let's (laughs) never, let's never stop saying that story. No, it's my favorite story. I'll tell everybody. Um, (laughs) No, but it's been so fun since then. Like, I feel like it was really nice too, because I, when I moved to Arlington and lived with all the girls, they had already sort of like, you know, started the friendships and they had this big group of friends and I was coming in as like the new girl, which like I haven't been before. Mm -hmm. And it was honestly so nice to like, just go right into a friend group, meet all these new people. It was so fun. We had so much fun in, in that what was it? Two years. Yes. And ev- and you came in like, and made the biggest impact already. Like my boyfriend met you before I got to meet you. And I remember yes. he told me, he was like, you need to meet Elena. Like she's your kind of girl. Like you're going to love her. So like everyone Aww. was a fan of Elena from the very beginning. I love it. So nice. I know. I feel like it was just, it just worked. It was nice. I, I really like that time of our lives. I'm never going to forget. I've talked about it all the time on this show too, but like I have emphasized this so much about like really trying to cultivate friendships in your twenties, like live with girls. If you can like have that like time of your life, because it's gonna, it might not even happen or it's just going to fly by and you're going to be like, crap, like now I'm an adult. And I already feel like that a little bit. Cause now, and then you probably feel the same. It's like, you go from like, well, you were living on your own for a bit, but it was like your space, your time, your friends, now we yeah. live with a partner and it's not a bad thing at all, but it's like, okay, things are a little different. Like there's two of us now. It's like a little bit like slower, yeah. but I feel like that time was just so fun. Like I want to go back. I completely agree. I was, I have a little brother who's 24 and I was just telling him like the, the amount that you grow up from like 23, 24 to 26, 27, to me, it feels like a decade. Like I know it's only a couple of years, but like your priorities and like what you're looking for. And like, at least for me personally, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm 40 right now. And like I, two years ago, I felt like I was a baby. Yeah. Um, so I do think like that is such a fun time and I cherish it so much because you're right. It flies by, even though we're still in our twenties and we're still super young, things just like change so quickly. Yeah. It's like, that is such a good point. I feel like you feel so young when you're in that kind of environment. Like you're, it's almost, it's so similar to college. You're like, oh, like time's not a thing. Like I just have all the time in the world to have all this fun, to go out, to like do whatever I want. There are no rules. Like, and then it's, I don't, there's some sort of switch because I feel old. Like I do like saying that you feel like 40 is crazy to say, but it's like, you just have a different, I don't know. That's a good it's like a different energy. I don't know what it is. Like even like the things that we do are a little different. Like now when we like host people, we do way more like game nights. We're like with cocktails at home than we do like staying out till 4 a.m. It's like we have our friends over. It's just like a different yeah. vibe a little bit. We still yeah. go out and like have those party nights, but I think they're fewer. Yeah, they're fewer and far between. But I also feel like the game nights and the having people over is also such a fun part of this age too. Cause I love to host. I love to make like food and like drinks and like, I don't know, have people over at my, in my space. Like that's also fun, but it's different than like going out and staying out till yeah, two, 3 AM and then getting Taco Bell and 
hating yourself in the morning, which I'll do any day. I'm not saying I would do it. Like sign me up immediately. But yeah. Um, how has it been like personally for you with like going from and I know you were like living with him before you moved to a new city, but how has the like new city, new way of life sort of thing gone so far for you? I give people advice about moving in with someone like so when my boyfriend moved in with me, he moved into my place that I was living in for like a year or two by myself. And he had to come in and like make parts of that for him. And I think that is really hard. Like it's hard from going from your solo space where it's like, it looked like this over my entire apartment. Like it was just me everywhere. And I think it's hard for both people. Cause I felt like I was losing my, my space and it felt like he didn't have any. So I think that's really hard on like a pair of people doing that. So moving to Philly, we moved into like a net new place together. One, it helps that it's way bigger. So we like have more space that we yes. can spread out. We both have our own offices, which is wonderful. Um, but it's really different because we got to like create this home together. Like different pieces are definitely ourselves. Like our offices look very much like, you know, we both designed it in a vacuum, but the rest of the house is like a blend of the two of us. And I think that's really nice. So I think like living with someone in a net new place, it's like a new, a new experience. Cause you get to like do everything together from scratch, which is like so much fun. Like I'm sure you guys were like hunting everything on Facebook marketplace and like going to look for stuff constantly, which I think is like a blast. Like that's the most fun part about moving. It's like picking everything out. Oh yeah. I was having way too much fun. I, at some point TJ actually multiple times was like, Hey, let's like stop doing that. Okay. Like get off of Facebook. It was like, what do you mean? This is, well, we need this for this corner. Like we don't have this for this wall. Like we have to get it. And he's like, no, like I, we could, we could get it like later. Like you don't have to get it right now. I'm like, no, we need it now. Like it's oh. important that we get it now. Yeah. Um, no, it is interesting. Like the whole, like he's in my space, he's losing, you know, I feel like I was losing myself. He, you know, I, I had a similar situation just because not similar. I had a different situation just because we were long distance. So like similar enough where when he came to me, you know, he is a bag, like it was very different. And when I would go to him for a week, I had a bag and I'm in his space and he's in my space. Like it's, it's very much like, okay, if I'm at TJ's apartment, I'm kind of going by TJ's way of wanting to do things. Like however TJ normally does them, I'm going to mold into the person that he wants me to be for this week because he's in his own routine. Whereas when we moved in together, we were like, okay, how do we combine our routines and way of like doing things constantly to like be with each other. And that makes each other happy and not clash with one another. Like it was a very interesting dynamic the first couple of weeks, just trying to figure out like how to be a person in the same space. Like, but with what you're saying, it is nice to kind of like blend the two people together and like put stuff on the wall that's like representative of both of you and make something like that's ours yeah um instead of having to just bring it back to someone's place and just be like a guest like it's so much nicer um and it's I feel like it's like a homier vibe like you come home and it's like oh my boyfriend's here and it's like our safe space like that's like my favorite part of this 100% like the it's fun, obviously, like doing things together and coming home together. But I think it's the most fun. Like if you have separate plans, then you get to come home together. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like we're meeting back up. We get to like 
chat about the whole night. I think that's so fun because that's the part that feels like a sleepover. Like you have your own little pockets of life, but then you have this like really beautiful, like shared life too. Totally. I feel the same way. It was so funny. Like the first night that that happened where like TJ had plans, I had plans. And then he's like, okay, heading home. I'm like, okay, I'll probably be home later. And then being home together, being like, oh my God, how was your night? And it's like, oh wait, we get to like hang out like the rest of the night together. Like this is crazy. Yes. It's and even, like the little mundane things like become a little bit more fun. Like when we're like, okay, we're going to put on music and light some candles and clean. Like that has become, it becomes like an activity that you're doing together instead of just like, oh, I have to clean my house. Like, no, we're going to make it a little like, I don't know, experience together, even the little things. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause like one of my friends, Sarah, when she first moved in with her boyfriend or husband now, um, I was like, oh my gosh, how's it been? And she used what you said, like the sleepover thing. Like she was like, oh, it's like living with like, it's like having sleepover with your best friend every night. I'm like, you're so cheesy. Like, please, like, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, my boyfriend lives three hours away. But then doing that, it does feel like that. It makes every mundane thing fun. Like it's like, oh, we're cooking dinner together. Like even if we're having like cleanup after, it's like we're doing it together. Oh, we were watching. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's been fun for sure. I agree. Yeah. What have you guys... Have you run into the problem of, um, cause I think this is what happens too, when you start to live together for like a longer period of time, but it kind of becomes like comfortable and yeah. you kind of forget like you're dating. Like it sort of becomes like, okay, we're going to like come home from work. We're going to cook dinner. We're going to like watch TV. We're going to go to bed. Have you guys run into that? And if you have, like, do you have any advice on like how to get out of that sort of rut? Cause I feel like that's something that everybody eventually runs into where it's like, yeah, we're dating, but we kind of don't really go on dates these days. Like we kind of forget to do that. Right. Which I think is really fair, especially for like two people who we, we both work from home. Like we are always in the same space together. Like we visit each other's offices across the hall and like, we're always together. Um, at least during, you know, working hours. I would just say you have to be really intentional. Like we try to do one like unique date experience a week because like going out to dinner to me is fine, but like it's it's dinner. Like that's not like a really fun, memorable, like special experience. Not that you're going to have like a special experience every single week, but we just try to do little things. And I think that is even easier in a new city because like everything's new. Like you have so much to experience together. But I just think being intentional, like making sure like over the weekends, we usually kind of figure out like who has plans, different nights and what nights we're going to be together and what we can do. So as like cold as it sounds to like kind of have a calendar each week, but like know when you're going to be together and like know what special thing you're going to try and do like that week or how however often you're able to do that. No, growing up is having a calendar for literally everything in your life. My calendar is my whole life. Like it has every aspect of my life on there. And there's no shame in that. I like your idea of having unique dates instead of dinner because dinner can just be dinner every, you know, you can have dinner every night. Right. What have you guys done so far? That's like been fun. Like that you like stood out. Yeah. We also take turns planning them. So that makes like the pressure always isn't on like one of us to do it. Cause I think that can like breed some like resentment if one person is always planning. Really? So we alternate. So my, our, my favorite that we did, there's like a little locally owned bookstore near us and they do date nights where you can rent out the bookstore for two hours and they light candles and they give you wine and you can bring dinner and what? you do like private book shopping. Um, and it's really cool. Like I gave them some of our favorite artists and they like curated a playlist. Um, 
So we did that. And that was like really special. And we like, we both bought a couple books. And now when we're reading those books, we know we got them on our like private book date night. Um, so little things like that, or like around the holidays, we're going to go to a Christmas village this week. So like things like that, that are outside our norm, but like really special. That's such a cute idea. Whoever came up with that is genius. I love that. I know. Super smart. And I just found that by like Googling fun, unique date nights in Philly and like figuring out like if we like reading, that's perfect. Like we also really like movies. So Donnie's found like a little indie movie theater that we go and see like international and like indie films at. So I think like catering it to your interest too as a couple is like so important because then like you'll actually really enjoy what you're doing. Totally. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I feel like, well, going back to just in general, moving to a new city, that is such an intimidating thing. I was obviously so excited. I know you were so excited, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, we're going to starting over here and like me, you know, making new friends and like doing activities like that. I think it's such a good way to meet new people too. There's a page in Richmond that I follow that is just constantly posting. It's like a daily post with like at least five to six things each day that you can go and like Some of them are free. Some of them are like, you know, tickets for this, but it has like all this information, all these things you can do, um, which I think is so great because it's like you get to a new place and you're like all excited and you can decorate your apartment all you want. But then it's like, okay, well now what? Like you got to go explore. Um, So I think that's so important. I also know that we've talked about doing both of us, I think did Bumble BFF, right? Yes. How has your experience been? I didn't have a great experience, but it's okay. But a lot of our friends have used it and Bumble BFF can like really cultivate friendships, which I think is so cool. Did you use it? And like, how was your experience? I, so I have it. And like, I've definitely talked to people on there, but I haven't actually gotten to like a Bumble BFF date yet. Um, Which to be fair, like, I don't know. It does feel like a little, like it, it's, it does feel like dating. Like someone has to be like, make the plunge to be like, let's go get coffee. Yeah which is just like a little uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> the same so like I haven't been on a Bumble BFF date. I would say like the number one way that we've been making friends in Philly is like through mutual friends. Like thankfully a lot of our friends in DC also had friends who either already lived in Philly or were moving to Philly around the same time. And I have like fallen in love with the different mutual friends that we've met here who like I never had met in DC but we happen to meet here now and they've been so great so I haven't been on a Bumble BFF date but I've been on like lots of mutual friend dates now that's so much nicer (laughs) (laughs) I I will go on one like I need to go on a Bumble BFF one just to see how it is you do I mean I I don't feel like you do actually because (laughs) you have plenty of friends it seems like but it is just an interesting experience like if you just want to like say fuck it and go just to see it'd be funny my experience was like fine I feel like there's a lot this is the thing though you go on bubble bff and you realize that like you're not alone that like so many other girls want to meet other girls and that was what like when I first got here I was like hey I have plenty of friends here and I love them all and we're all I'm hanging out with them constantly but I think it would just be fun and like it would be good for me to put myself out there. And I just want to see, and like Emily and like all of our friends have had really good experiences with Bumble BFF. So I was like, okay, well I'm in a new city. I'm going to do it. But it was really weird. Like just being on the dating app, like I have been in a relationship for almost six years. So I haven't even used a dating app 
in nice. so long and I'm getting on the dating I'm getting on this app first of all telling my boyfriend I even got Bumble I just wanted to see his face he was like sitting next to me on the couch and I'm like by the way like don't be alarmed but I did get Bumble and he freaked out he's like what are you talking about I'm like just for friends but um it was funny because I didn't know how to talk to people it was literally like dating I'm like doing my whole profile I'm like am I trying to look hot am I trying to look like approachable what am I what's the vibe I'm trying to give off right I'm trying to show that I have friends but I'm also trying to show that I have like I don't know and yeah. then it's like okay well when you match with somebody you have to you know like say something I, I was just I would look to him at every point I'd be like what do I say should I send this is this too much like should I ask her to go to call like should I should we get drinks this week and he's like do it and I'm like I can't I can't it's definitely nerve-wracking and like I literally met Donnie on a dating app so like I was true on the dating apps for years and so to be back on I, it just feels so much like dating which always was kind of awkward on dating apps like it's like who's gonna message first like also with the friendship thing you're right like when some when I like swipe on someone I'm it just feels weird <laughs> yeah it feels like I'm trying to date and I'm not trying to yeah. date these women and some of them have like boyfriends and husbands and whatever relationships but it just feels like I don't know it feels like I'm crushing or like it just is bizarre and then obviously you're like you know going through their profile and you're trying to judge somebody off of four photos right. and thinking to yourself like would I be friends with them when like yeah, you can't really tell. And then I don't know, it's just a lot, but I did go on one date. The date was like, yeah, I don't want to say the word catfished, but I like, I don't know another word. Like, I just feel as though I was played a little bit. Yeah. It just wasn't the best. She was a nice person. I just, we're not, right. gonna, we're not going to be friends. We're not going to click and that's okay. And I think like, you're like, that's okay. Like I feel something I've realized like as an adult now that like, I feel like I can get along with most people. Like you know, when I first meet them, but like if whether or not you actually are like clicking and connecting is like, that's a different thing. Like, cause you don't, I don't click with every single person I meet. Like that's ridiculous. I feel like that's insane. So I feel like that probably happens a lot with Bumble BFF. Like just wasn't a, those aren't BFFs. It's okay. Yeah. I also feel like with that, when you get older, you realize that you don't have to be friends with like 45 people anymore. Yeah. I think when we were younger, you always just like, think I want to have the big friend group where everybody is hanging out all the time. There's a bunch of us. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, I'd rather have like six close people in my life that I trust with my life that I know are going to have my back that I know I can open up to. than I have a group of like 40 people that like are more acquaintances. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it just, you grow up and kind of just realize you prioritize things, different things, you know? hundred percent. I think like when you're younger, you're exactly right. It's almost like a popularity contest when you're young. Like you want to be the person with a billion friends. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, exactly what you said, like, I've just realized like it truly is quality over quantity. And like, if I have a handful of people that I can call at 3am and they'll answer and like come to wherever I am and like do help me in whatever way I need, like that to me is I'm set. Like that's all, that's more than I could ever ask for is to have like people who genuinely care about me and I genuinely care about them. And that's not going to be like 50 people. No, it's not going to be 50 people for sure. For sure. Okay. Something that I want to talk about is mm -hmm. we are big girls trips girlies. I mm -hmm. feel like going on our little trips has been so crucial in all of our friendships. Like 
even though we all lived in the same area and we were going on these trips, there is just something about going on a trip and like the bonding that happens on these trips. We have gone to a couple of places together and done like little things here and there, but we are planning a new upcoming trip in like for next year. Um, I'm super excited about because it's going to be warm and I just need that. But I read something recently that was like, there is something, and I wish I brought it to this recording, but there is something so beneficial about having a girl's trip because it does something for you like deep down. There's like some crucial beneficial something that happens to you when you get back from a girl's trip. Um, and I don't know what it is or if it's like, I'm describing this so poorly. Hey guys, jumping in really fast because God, listening back to this recording, I am kicking myself that I didn't actually bring any of the information I was trying to get across um, to this recording with Zoe. But I think I've mentioned this a few times and I'm just sick of hearing me not actually know the, (laughs) the information. So I really wanted to share because I think this is really important as women. Um, okay. So what I had read originally and what I'm talking about right here and stumbling over my words for is, um, that girls trips are super, super crucial. So, and so good for your health. So one study here shows that hanging out with your friends can release oxytocin, a neurotransmitter known as the love or trust hormone, and more oxytocin is released when you're with your girlfriends, and obviously that can make you feel happy, you can be, you know, more trusting. There's another study shown where a researcher found a link between friendships and someone's happiness and health across their lives, so good friendships actually contributed to their overall health. So the older adults who felt strained in their relationships were more likely to experience chronic illnesses while those supported by their friends were actually happier. Um, so it just says surround yourself with people that can make you live longer really is the, is the goal here that having these girl friendships or just friendships in general, they can extend your lifespan. Results show that those with strong social relationships had increased chances of survival regardless of gender, health, and age. So those without the strong relationships were at a higher risk of premature death by 50%. Um, So basically take your uh, relationship seriously. Take your friendship seriously and reduce the risk of, well, dying, I guess. I don't know. This is wild. I knew what I was talking about. I just didn't have the stone cold numbers and the facts and more information to like actually explain myself. Um, so I wanted to jump in and actually give you guys something worth listening to. So I guess the moral of this episode is find your girlfriends, plan some trips, focus on you, focus on your overall health and have just the time of your life. Okay. Back to the podcast. (laughs) But we have like had some of the best times on these trips. And I think something that our age, our age range kind of goes through is like everybody wants to travel these days but not everybody has the means to do it so like finding things to do that are like inexpensive but like fun that you like are actually going to look forward to um it's tough but I feel like we've sort of managed to do it I mean sometimes it's a little pricier than others but um what have been like some of your favorite trips girls trips or just regular trips because I know you're also just a big traveler in general um yeah what have been like some of the the big ones for you? I already know. I have one in mind that you're going to say. I'm sure you can guess one. I do. Part of what you just said too, and just like to glorify girls trips a little bit more if we haven't already. 
I think like what I like so much about traveling with like my girlfriends is that you get the whole spectrum of the people you're traveling with. You get to go out and stay out till like 4 a.m. with them. And then you get to wake up and be hungover and make breakfast together in an Airbnb. And like you just get everything in between. And I feel like life is about the in-betweens and like it's not just about like going out at night. It's about like what you do the rest of the trip and just like being in a new place. So I feel like that is really special that it's not just like a glimpse. You really get like quality time of, with people across a variety of activities. That's so true. I feel like you get, you get the full scope. Like you really get to like, and I think traveling with someone, you're really get to like getting to see who they are as a person, like how someone yeah. travels is like really getting to know that person, I think. But yeah, yeah, you're so right. Like I have so many like fond memories of just not even the go. I mean, the going out's always fun, but like the coming home and like laying in bed and just like laughing about what just happened and like eating food. And then like in the morning, waking up together and looking like gremlins and like laughing and being silly and just talking about, what, you know, that's like the best part. It's like, you're, yeah, you're getting like every aspect of somebody on a trip like that. Totally. Yeah. It's so much fun. And I guess we asked about best trips. I think Iceland is like up there <laughs> trip of a lifetime. I am so blessed that I've been to Iceland twice now in the last like two years, one of which was with our friend Molly. Um, and that was just like such a special trip because it's not a trip where like you're glamming up and <laughs> going out on the town all the time. Like we were hiking in waterfalls and seeing glaciers and it was truly just like a breathtaking experience. And then we still just got to like chit chat and hang out in our hostel and make like tons of cool friends from across the globe. Like that was really, really special. Yeah. Um, Iceland's beautiful. Everyone should go. It's like my number one recommendation for places. For I'm people. so mad I couldn't go when you went with Molly. Like I was so, I remember sitting on the couch, you guys had like your Excel sheets of just planning the trip. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to come. I'm coming with you. Like, oh, painful. But it looked gorgeous yeah you got to go again with your family are you going back a third time I think you said you wanted to right you would. I just constantly tell someone if they want to go I'll go back with them so you know I will I will go back a third time um I did go back with my family recently and we rented a van and drove the entire perimeter of the country which was insane like we stayed in villages where the population was like 150 people it was just very cool um so yeah definitely recommend that and what something you brought up too about like you know trips are expensive I feel like now travel so important to me but you're right like travel's getting super expensive too um and so finding alternatives like my college friends and I instead of going on a big like Europe trip next year we're going on a really long road trip through like the California National Park so there's like you can find cheaper alternatives that you still can like travel and see amazing sites and be with your best friends but not pay like over a thousand dollars for a flight necessarily. Yeah, for sure. I also think like you mentioned earlier, like the hostel situation that always like sounds terrifying when you say that out loud to somebody, they're like, what? But I feel like there are good situations. Like, I feel like, especially you and Molly have really like found ways to like not break the bank. And that's one of them is like find yeah. situations where you're not like spending all this money and it's a safe enough situation where you're not like worried for your life. Um, and I feel like that's also, there's just, there's always like ways to do it. And something that I feel like is really resonating with me lately is every time that you like talk to an older person, like if they're 
40, 50, 60, 70, 80, they always say like travel now because so many people, it seems like waited until they could like quote afford it or until they retired. And then when they're retired, like maybe they have health problems or maybe they can't afford it. Like they thought they were going to be able to, or like their partner passed away and now they like don't want to travel alone. It's like, there's so many things that could happen that like traveling now is just the better way to go. And then I feel like also when you have a family, it just puts things on pause. Like it's just a lot harder. Yeah. We may not have all the money in the world right now, but like we definitely have the time. Definitely. And I think this, like you said, once you have a family, like your priorities change and your flexibility becomes not great. Like if you have (laughs) a little bit different when there's a baby involved, um, Yeah, I think it's so important to travel now. And like, I think when you travel now, like traveling for me, like is making me more intelligent and more aware of other things in the world. Like things that I didn't understand, like seeing how different people live in very different parts of the world and just different parts of the country is so important to be like a well-rounded, like empathetic, intelligent adult. So traveling in your 20s, like you're just setting yourself up for success to be like a better human being moving forward. It it just gives you a fuller perspective of everything. Like I think, especially for me, I, fun fact about me, this might shock a lot of people, but my first time on a plane was when I was going on spring break, my senior year of college. Um, did you know that? I didn't know that. Dude, it's actually not a fun fact. It's a really sad fact, but (laughs) I'm like, fun fact. No, so crazy. Um, just because, well, not to throw her under the bus, but my mom, it doesn't, isn't a fan of planes. So growing up, we always, if we were going on a trip, we always drove, even if it was like a day and a half of a drive, we were going to drive. And my whole life, I was just like, I want to go here. I want to go here. And now that I can, like, I have some freedom, that's all I want to do. Cause I just feel like when you go somewhere you take so much with you back. Like you just learn so much about people's cultures. Like you said, like you're just, you just have a bigger perspective on life. And then I feel like, I don't know, life's so short. Like why just live in the one place? But there are so many people I know that just like have never done any of that. And sometimes it's financial reasons, but sometimes it's just because they don't feel like doing it. Like that doesn't interest them. But I'm like, life is so short. This world is so big. There's so much that we don't know. Like, just go have fun. Like, go beep bop around. Right. I think it is so important. Like you said, I think traveling is so important. And if you can, living in other places is really important. Like, growing up, my family lived in California, Oregon, Texas, Ohio, and Maryland. So we pretty much lived, like, both coasts, middle of the country. Like, we saw most of it. And my whole family's from Arizona. So... Growing up, I feel like I got to see like the way of life in a lot of different parts of this country. And even though it's all one country, life is like really different in different areas. Like life in the desert is completely different from the Northeast. Um, And I think that just gives you a better appreciation and understanding for people like across all backgrounds. If you can see where people come from and like experience that to some degree, whether it's traveling or like living in a new place, I think that's really beneficial. I feel like we were, when we were talking, when we both moved, cause we both moved like right around the same time yeah. we were asking each other, like how everything was going. And I think I said to you, like, yeah, I'm like understanding where I'm going now. Like I know some of the roads here. Like, I think that's so funny. <laughs> Just like, even that though, is like, 
feel like that like helps you so much. Just like learning new places, doing yeah. stuff on your own, like getting independence that way instead yeah. of just like same old, same old, you know? Yeah. I think it forces you to like use a different part of your brain to like yeah. learn a new place. Also just like pick your new favorite coffee shop, pick your new favorite bar. Like that's all super fun to me. And like, I think you get to know yourself better by putting yourself in new situations. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, I love just exploring. I love not knowing. Yes. Okay. And I like sometimes I do it less here because I'm a horrible driver and like driving in Philly is like not the best environment for my bad driving skills. But when I first moved to Alexandria, Virginia, like sometimes I would just drive around like no GPS on just to see like, where is this going to take me? How quickly can I figure out my way back home? And like that gave me like a better understanding for like the lay of the land where I lived. Um, So I think that, yeah, it's fun to like not know and just like explore and like drive around. So I did the same because the first like two weeks I was like pulling out my ways, pulling out my maps, like every single time. And I wasn't even going that far. I was like, you don't, bitch, you don't need this. Like just drive and figure it out, find it, like look around. And that's how I started knowing like, or like remembering roads was because I wasn't using my map. I know enough to like get around my little, my little area, but no, I'm not, not great with maps. Okay. So what are the places that you like have on your list that you still really want to travel to? I haven't been anywhere in Asia and I am like really needing to go. I'm planning a big trip with my younger siblings to Japan. Um, so that will be like, I'm so excited about that. Cause that's like culturally, I haven't experienced any, yeah. any country in Asia. Um, it's also so far in the flights are a little pricey so like that is why I haven't been there yet but definitely want to go to Asia that's like next on my list that would be amazing me either that's also I feel like I would yeah. love Japan would be sick I've heard such good things same um my little sister went to Korea for two weeks this year and she like she was like it's the safest place I've ever been that's like one thing about traveling especially as like a young woman like I think you do have to be like mindful of safety and like staying in hostels I think it's great you just have to be safe something about like Japan specifically like Tokyo or like I know at least um certain cities in Korea like they're really safe which is so valuable as like a young person traveling too oh that's like the one thing that it gets people it's like traveling would you ever do a solo trip have you done a solo trip no I haven't um I don't know if I would because I love being by myself. Like that's one thing, like, like you said, I lived alone before Donnie moved in with me in Virginia and I love being by myself. I love having alone time. Like I really crave it and I need it. Yeah. Um, But I am like such an anxious, as as much as I travel, I definitely am anxious when I travel. And I think like having someone else with me, whether it's one person or 10 people, like allows me to breathe easier and just like be a little bit less nervous um so I don't know I also just like love the bond of like sharing a trip with someone yeah like I I've thought about doing a solo trip before but I I just I think a big part of traveling is the people I'm with like I really enjoy experiencing something with another person like I think it is, there's something to say about doing stuff on your own. And I love just like a solo coffee date or like going to dinner by yourself and like 
that kind of stuff. But I feel like for big trips, it is cool and it's badass if you're doing it by yourself. But for me personally, I'm the same way. I feel like I just need somebody, at least one more person to do it with, you know? Yeah. Like I think the closest I've ever been is doing, like I've traveled for work by myself, like without my team going somewhere and then like doing things on my own, like in Charlotte or like somewhere like that. And I like that, but it's just not as fun. And maybe that's because I was going for work purposes or maybe that's because I was by myself, but I don't know. It's not top of my list to do a solo trip. I really like going with other people. Yeah, totally. So kind of going off of that with work, um, you said at the beginning, like you're a consultant and everybody in that DC area is basically a consultant, um, which is just kind of the running joke, but I feel like I, and I kind of briefly said this at the beginning of the podcast, but you are somebody that even when we are on these girls trips, even when we are taking like the Thursday to travel, like you dedicate so much time to your work, you take it so seriously. You're so good at it. I feel like you are so respected in your workplace. Like you're just running shit. Um, it's super admirable. I feel like these days it's really easy, especially for people that work remote, like you and I, it's so easy to just like get into the complacency of it and just go through the motions of wake up, log on, do your job. Don't care about it. Log off. Um, but I think there's something to say about someone that really takes it seriously is really working up in their company. And I, like I was saying on the trips, I feel like you are, constantly hustling even when we have to like go out that night like you are making you are prioritizing your job which you should like all day making sure that like you're on these calls you're doing what you have to do um and you're I feel like you just like you never really half-ass it like have you always been that kind of person like were you like that when you were in school yes um for the most part yeah like I've always like I was a teacher's pet in school for better or worse like I was (laughs) definitely that annoying person and I have always had that like drive and ambition in me. Like I, that's just always been there even when I was like a really young kid in elementary school. Um, For work specifically, I think uh, there's like, I think there's a couple of different types of people in the world. And I think like the luckiest people are the people who are born and they have a passion. They know exactly what they want to do. Like they want to be a vet their whole life and they go and they're a vet and they love it. Like, I think that's really amazing. And then I think there's people who, really like being good at things and like succeeding and I fall into that category like Mm. does banking compliance wake me up in the morning and like would I want to do it on Saturdays and Sundays maybe not like it's it's not the career I dreamed of since I was a kid but I found something that I'm really good at and I really love the people I work with and I feel like really valued where I work And so I love doing that. Like I've realized that like that really motivates me to like do well for the people that I work with and, you know, just, just like do well for my team. So I'm definitely in that category that like, is work my number one passion? No, but being successful and like financially independent and really financially secure is. And I think that's really like what drives me. And I'm just a perfectionist. So that like feeds into all of that. Yeah. Well, I feel like, does that come with like from within like the drive or are you kind of like, is that something that you're kind of telling yourself, like, you know, talking yourself up, like, Hey, like we got to do this kind of thing. Or is it just kind of like natural that you're just that way? Uh, I, that's such a good question. I don't think it's like something I tell myself, like, Hey, you need to like succeed. I do think it's pretty just like internal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I think, but I think it's both. Like I, there's days where obviously like I feel burnt out because like, I do feel like I, I'm, I am willing to work a lot, which can be tricky to like draw boundaries. And I think that's something I'm getting better. And as I get older to draw better boundaries, to like have that stronger work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like, because it gives me so much energy and I feel so good when I'm doing well at work, like it kind of like the effort pays for itself. Like if I'm working so hard and like getting so much out of it. Um, so I guess it's kind of both. Like there's times where I get burnt out and I'm like, all right, get through the day. Like, you know, there's a reason, but for the most part, I feel like I pretty like internally driven to, to do that. Yeah. I love that. I also really like what you said about like, cause I'm also very envious of the people that have that passion and are born with that. And then they go that route and that's their life like that. The whole vet example, I'm like, damn, you're so right. Like I thought of like five different people of like, that yeah. felt very easy for them. I'm happy for them in their endeavors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think there's something to say though about people that, and I think a lot of people fall into this is sometimes you just got to get a job that pays the bills that you work hard at, that you stick at. And it's maybe not like something that you're super in love with. But like in your case, you're really good at it and you know what you're doing and you're respected in your workplace. And it doesn't mean you hate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's like a balance there, right? Because not every, even though like I like work and like you said, I don't fall into that, you know, that like group that's like, this is my passion. I would do this for free. Um, um, Like there's a reason why it's called work, right? Like it's, we don't always do it on the weekends. Like there's an element to like, there's a reason you get a paycheck for doing certain, you know, for doing a job, but something that a mentor told me when I first started my career right after college was that like, try even on the bad days and even on the days that it does feel like this is very much work and I'm not like getting enriched by this, find one thing, like one thing, it can be one second, it could be an hour, something that happened that day that like, you liked at work because that's what will keep you engaged in your career. Mm. And I like really took that to heart. And even if it's the smallest thing of like someone pinged me something on teams and like complimented how I did in a zoom presentation, or even if just like my client and I get to talk about our weekends and we really connect and I like really enjoy that conversation, like whatever it is, I try to find just one thing, even if it's the tiniest, like little thing or even if I like just love a PowerPoint slide I made because I love doing that or like I love an Excel report I build like I'm a nerd I love that stuff um so even if it's just like the tiniest thing if you can find one thing you like a day in whatever you do for work that makes it feel more like a career than just a job totally I love that advice okay well with that we did have some questions come in and one of them is about work so I wanted to ask you they said in your work from, or sorry, in a work from home job, how do you structure your day with balancing breaks with work? No, it is. It's definitely super hard because I feel like you can get in a grind where hours go by and you realize you haven't moved from your desk. Um, so I totally get it. It's definitely hard. I think it just helps to structure. If you're going to work from home, like most of the time, I think it's really important to structure your living environment. Like that's conducive to like give you breaks, if that makes sense. Like in my office, like in a corner, I have a little tea station where I can like make hot tea and get up and like, I have some pictures of, I can like take a second, even though it's in this room, like I'm not really leaving, but, but I can step away from the computer, make a cup of tea and like sit on my couch for like five minutes. 
And I think that's really helpful. Or I can like walk across the hallway and like bug Donnie and like talk to him and like have some face-to-face -face interaction. Um, so I think like setting up your work from home environment to like one, make it a place you like being and two, make it a place where you can easily like move around and have flexibility and take moments to yourself. It makes it easier. So that for sure. One other piece, I haven't started doing this, but I just heard this advice from someone, someone I work with in the morning, she goes for like a 10 minute walk just around her block. And in the afternoon or in the evenings after she's done, she does that because she said like part of working from home, you lose that commute where your day is like bookended and you like feel like there's separation between work and life. So if you force yourself to have a little 10 minute walk commute, it feels more like you have a, like a distinct work versus lifetime in your day, which I think is really nice. And I want to start doing that. Yes. I love that. Actually. I used to really, um, prioritize like a walk during the day. Um, especially living in Arlington, I was just like, I need to get out. I lived in the basement, um, which sounds scarier than it was, but, um, I worked and lived in the basement. So I was just constantly like below ground, like all day. And it was just dark and cold down there. And so I just like, I needed like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour to just like get out so if that was like before or after work, I would take it. But these days I'm just like, now I have a puppy and I'm just like going in and out and just like let him pee. And I'm not getting those walks in these days, but that would be really nice to just end it. And like, I like the, the note of like a commute just to like, feel like, okay, the day's been wrapped up. Like I'm on my little walk right now. I'm going to go home and like work is done. Like I, cause that is the tough part. And like, I feel like we've talked about this, you and I before of like, you can work a little later just because you're home and you feel yeah. like, well, I could keep going. Cause I'm like already here. And like, I'm in the grind of it, right. but it's like you, there's gotta be some point where you just cut yourself off and you're like, you have to give yourself a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. um, and like the work is going to be there in the morning, you know? Yes. So um, easy to get wrapped up in it. Yes. And ultimately, I mean, unless you're like a doctor or nurse, like I have to remind myself sometimes, like I'm not saving lives. Like Whatever it is, most of the time, like, if you talk to your team, you can, like, you know, figure out a, a balance that will work for you. And, like, ultimately, you're not saving lives. Like, you're right. It'll all be there in the morning and you can handle it then, too. I can wait. Yeah, totally. Um, it is hard. I feel like I was just talking. Well, I was just talking to TJ the other day, actually, because there's a, like, co-working space nearby. Um, mm -hmm. I think you have to pay for it. So I want to look into it and see how much and if that's, like, something I would want to do because, I, and we were actually talking about it right before this recording, because I am like, there will be days where I lose my mind because I haven't even left my apartment. And then it's like two days goes by and I'm like, all I've done is work from home, like cook dinner and sit on the couch. Like I, you just get into that. And I would love to just like go to a coffee shop. Like there will be days where I do that, but sometimes mm -hmm. you just get into like the th two, three day span of like not leaving your home, which just is yeah. wild. Um, and I think it's good to just like refresh and that's even just like taking some time for yourself. You could still be working, but it's like, no, put on a cute outfit, go to a coffee shop, like do a little you time, maybe go like run an errand or two after just for fun and then like go home, you know, like, and then go back to work, but yeah. like taking little time for yourself, switching it up during the day is always really good. I feel like it helps like just with mental health too. I completely agree. And like when we first started working from home, because I used to be, I used to travel every week for work, which was like a completely different animal than working from home hundred percent. 
Um, but like getting up, sometimes I just feel better if I like get up and like blow dry my hair and put on like some mascara, even if I'm going to work from home, like it feels like I took that extra time for myself and then I can start work. So that, yeah, that, those little things, like you said, like getting ready, that can help. You know what I hate? Cause okay. I, ugh, I hate wearing jeans. Um, but if I put on like a real outfit, I feel like a real person. I don't know. I love like right now I can't even talk. I'm in like a sweatshirt and leggings and fuzzy socks. But when I have like a real outfit on and I like, for instance, like go to the coffee shop and have like an hour at the coffee shop and come back. Even when I'm back, I'm super still super productive because I feel like I'm like a real person and I have like a real responsibility. Like there's something about like just feeling like you again. And that just kind of gets you like re-motivated. I don't know. Yeah. Like we're going off topic now. Not really. But I feel like it just helps with the overall like workflow. Yes, I completely agree. Okay, someone else asked, how do you keep up with your friends with your friends in different states slash cities? That's such a good question. Um, all of my best friends are long distance. Like I, I have really good friends in Philly now too. But like my long term best friends have been long distance for years. Um. So I feel like I'm super familiar with that. And I think you have to figure out what works for different people. Cause I know there's some friends of mine who are like, I never text. I'm never on my phone. I'm someone who like, I like to text. Like if I have like four friends that I talk to every day, we will text every day and like FaceTime at least like once or twice a week, if not every day. Yeah. And even if it's super quick, like just like calling and being like, Hey, how's your morning? Like, how are you doing? I think that makes you just feel really connected like when you get to see someone's face even if it's through a screen so I would say just like figure out what level of contact works for both people who are living in the different places and then also like prioritize trips like I think it's so much easier to like be long distance friends if you can plan the next time you're going to be together and that gives you something to look forward to and like I have one of my best friends lives all the way across the country in California and like we, I feel like we have to try, we have to be intentional about like planning a trip every single year. Because I heard I that one. I heard that one. Someone's drag racing on my street. Um, it's actually Donnie with the Ninja Creamy. He's <laughs> going to town on the Dairy Free Sorbet. Um, but yes, I think like if you intentionally set time to where like, okay, we're only going to get to see each other once in person this year, but like, let's start planning it so we can get excited. That also really helps. I love like, and I think our friend Molly always says this, but like, she loves having something to look forward to. Molly is the queen of just like making a trip to like be happy in <laughs> like, she knows something's coming. So she's happy. Um, but I completely agree. I think like, it is interesting because everybody has different levels of communication and what they're good at, what their like strong suits are. There are literally some of my friends that like, if you, if you call them, they don't answer because they're like, I don't like talking on the phone. Right. You're a freak. Um, yeah. But everybody's different. Everybody has, you know, whatever. But I, and I'm like falling really short of this. I, I feel like lately I've just been in my own world. Like we just got a puppy. So I feel like my whole world has been flipped upside down. And now I'm like becoming a human again, where I'm like, okay, wait, I really need to be like more intentional about like what, or like how often I'm keeping up with my friends. And I also think, especially with my friends that are like from childhood and like really long time ago that are super like that are long distance, 
I think it's really nice when you, especially when I get this too, but when I, when I think of something or if I see something that like reminds me of that person or like there's a Facebook memory, even if it's like ugly and stupid or random, I will make an intention to text or like call that person and be like, Oh my God, look at this. Like made me think of you, like made me think of that one time that we did this just, and then that starts a whole conversation, but it's like reminding your friends that like, you're still there, I think is super important because it's so easy when you're living in different places to just feel like you're just by yourself. You don't have anybody around you, but like to remind them like, Hey, no wait, I'm here. Like we're yeah. still good. Like everything's good. Um, I think that's really important because it gets hard. It's yeah. so sad when we're all like separated. A hundred percent. And I feel like the the older we get, the more you see that, like the more I have, like people mm-hmm. are always moving. So I think it becomes more and more common. And I think exactly what you said, like when I get a text from someone, even if I don't talk to them regularly, like when I get a text, that's like thinking of you today makes my whole week. So I feel like, like you said, I've tried to start sending more of those because I feel like I'm constantly thinking about people, but I never like put pen to paper or like my fingers to the text and actually tell them that. Um, You're going to write me a letter, Zoe. Oh my God, I will. When I, (laughs) when my family first moved from Ohio to Maryland, I was in high school and I used to handwrite all of my friends in Ohio letters. And it's like, I still have letters that people wrote me. Um, Not that we're all going to be pen pals, like constantly, obviously, but it is really sweet. Like, well, there's, yeah, I have one friend that does that still that she she will text all the time, but she, she went to the Navy and she, when she first was like a plebe there, like that first summer, all she had was a pen and paper. They didn't like allow her to have phones anymore. So mm-hmm. she would just write to me. Um, and then like every now and then I'll just get a random letter of like, Hey girl, like love you, you know, like a cute little, I'm like, she's so cute. That is so, so sweet. Like, like that, I have enough stationery. I should be doing that, you know? I, know? I like definitely impulse buy cute stationery that I never use. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> totally, totally. I also think one other thing with long distance friends is like, if a friend is important to you, like you need to advocate for like your friendship and what you want out of it. Like I've had, like in the last year, like I've had friends that are my closest friends but like we just get in a phase where we're not talking as regularly and I've told my friends that and like I'm really candid and like very transparent with them like hey I feel disconnected to you because like we haven't been talking and it's so crazy of like it just like advocating or like expressing how you feel like it makes everyone feel better and it's like oh I felt the same way like let's figure it out like let's figure out a day to FaceTime and like you can you can really like correct things super quick if you're just like really honest with your friends about like what you want and what you want, like to give them what you want to receive, I guess. Yeah. I love that. I feel like it's really easy to not say anything in that kind of situation and just like let it go. And then it's like, well, damn, I haven't talked to my friend in like five months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really cool of you to do I feel like it's really important to set the boundary of that of like hey like we need to be friends that are like saying how we feel this is how I expect you to be a friend to me and this is how I want to be a friend to you like setting those boundaries and like communicating that I think like we put so much emphasis on communicating relationships but people forget to communicate in actual friendships and like friendships are like one of the most important things in life yes the people that you have surrounded or the people that are surrounding you in life. What am I trying to say? The 
Yeah. Yeah. The people you surround yourself with. Yes. Are like the most important thing in your life. Like those are the people that like sculpt you into the person that you are. Um, and those are the people that have your back and vice versa. Like they're just so important. So like creating that like safe space between the two of you, I think is so important. That's so cool. That you do that. Yeah. I need to be maybe better about that. I started doing it more. I mean, I hate conflict. Like I'm very anti-confrontational in general. Like I would like, never, damn. I would never get like a fight at a bar. Like <laughs> I feel like that would be hilarious to witness, but with my, like with people who are close to me, I'm trying to get better about like advocating for myself. Cause if you think about it, like if, if your boyfriend wasn't giving you something that you needed in the relationship, like you'd be crazy not to ask for that or advocate. And like, we should really, like you said, we should treat our friendships the same way, like advocate for what you want and even compromise. Like if, you know, if you like, I like my best friend works in a national park and lives in a really remote area. So like we can't FaceTime every single day because she doesn't have service. Like, obviously <laughs> I'm not going to hold that against her. So figuring out what works for both people and like being transparent, I feel like is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love that. Actually. Okay. So someone asked a question about resolving issues in a relationship. Um, they said, how do you literally, how do you resolve issues in your relationships? I feel like this has been a learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only had one boyfriend and he is my current boyfriend. Um, so I feel like I have learned dating him um and I think like the best way to resolve conflict is really similar to what I just said with friends is like to be super transparent but also come at those conversations with like a lot of empathy Mm -hmm. um part of what I've realized about myself like being in a relationship is I can be really stubborn and uncompromising like kind of like my way or the highway like if something's bothering me like fix it or else like I'm upset which isn't always fair. Um, you obviously need compromising relationships. So trying to like understand that and still like advocate for yourself, but understand like this is their first time living life too. Like you need to have a little bit of grace and empathy for your partner, even when you're upset with them. I think goes a long way. And that's helped like when I have conversations with Donnie, like trying to be more empathetic and trying to like come at it with some grace, even if I'm upset has made those conflicts, like not turn into fights, really just like be more productive conversations. Yeah. I love that you said this is their first time living life too, because I feel the very same way that you do where recently I've noticed, um, that I'm like eating these words recently. I've noticed that I, and sort of that way too. It's like there, I have sort of a vision in my head of like how things should happen. And if like, this sounds very, it sounds brattier than it is, but like, sometimes I have an idea in my head of like how things should happen or how someone should act. And if it's not really exactly to that way or to mm-hmm. that like standard, then like I'm getting upset about it, but like, I haven't communicated that to the other person. So it's like, there's like, he, he didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? And he's living yeah. his life too. Um, so I feel like I completely agree with your saying, like, come into the conversation with empathy instead Mm -hmm. of being like, you're upsetting me because you're doing something wrong because this is how it should be. Um, I'm the exact same way. (laughs) So like, it's very humbling. Cause I, I mean, we had a recent conversation about it just because like the, the exact situation I just said, I like, there's a, it's not even that big of a deal, but it was like, well, in my head, this is how that should have gone. And it didn't go that way. And he's like, well, I didn't know that. Like, you have to communicate that to me. 
And then right. maybe I'll do those, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, no, for sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. In my mind. So <laughs> and I think like part of that too is realizing like everyone's perception is their reality. So like when I perceive him doing something or me doing something or him not, like whatever, the way I perceive a situation is the way it happened to me versus the way he's perceiving that same situation could be completely different from his perspective and his life experience. So like understanding and thankfully, like, I think you need a partner who will like be candid and check you on that. Like, Hey, I understand that this is like how you interpreted that, but this is how I interpreted it. So like, let's come in the middle and like figure it out. I think is really important. Yes. Um, yeah. And as like an oldest daughter and I feel like like, to be very frank, like, I feel like a lot of, like, my friends and family don't, like, call me out on, like, some of my own bullshit. So I think it's actually been really helpful to, like, have a partner who obviously it's, like, the most intimate relationship. You, like, spend so much time with them. You're building a life with them. Like, they see, they're really, they get a lot of insight into your personality that maybe not everyone does. Like, so to have someone like that who can be, like, hey, like the way you said that isn't like 100% fair to me, like let's work on it. Like I feel like I've grown as just an individual too by like having these conversations. Totally. Wait, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror because I feel the same way. I like, and not that any of it is like bad. Like it's not like a, a yelling match or like you're a bad person. I'm about, you know, it's right. like learning. Like you, we're both learning. We're both communicating what's going on. Um, and we're both trying to make each other happy, but it's just communicating like what the other wants, what the other kind of expects. Um, and just like finding the compromise so that like the partnership is like as a whole, like happy. Um, but it is really interesting. Like when you are in a relationship, like that person is seeing all of you, like that is, they are seeing your best moments and they are seeing your absolute worst, like rock bottom moments. And like, Hopefully they're sticking around for it, but they're also like helping build you back up. So like having that person, like also be the one to look at you and be like, Hey, like you're not, you're not you when you're hungry, like have a Snickers. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Hey, you, you know, you said this a certain way and this is how I took it. And for me, I'm like, Oh, I didn't know I said it in that way. Like, and then having like a grown up conversation about it and not letting it get to a fight like I don't think TJ had TJ and I have ever had like a like a screaming match it's always just been like a hey this is how I'm feeling let's talk about it or like straight up like I'm upset let's chat um and I think that that having that line of communication in a relationship is super important that's the only way you'll be able to like resolve any issues 100% that helps so and I know everyone fights differently like but I same like Donnie and I don't have screaming matches and I think that's like a huge benefit that like you can work through things more calmly and collect like you know collectively like if you're not screaming at each other um so like trying to avoid that is I mean it would be like so fun and dramatic to like throw a book at him or like a little door a door too like it would be so fun like you're in a movie like it'd just be like no door slam but (laughs) you know not super productive but yeah and I think like what you said about your partner seeing all of you like for better or worse I think a lot of times our partners are people that we take out like other emotions on so like when I know like literally last week I was super anxious and stressed about work and 
unfortunately, there's only one person in this house who's going to like, you know, look at me the wrong way and rub me the wrong way. And that's going to come out a little bit. And so, so totally attitude towards him. And I think like having someone who's like, Hey, I get your stress, but like, I know you're not trying to like be mean to me, but like, listen to what you just said. And like, playing it back for myself like I don't know I think it makes you a better like more mature adult by like having like honest conversations about like you're right I didn't mean to like you know yell at you about loading the dishwasher the wrong way like I'm just late on the deadline like it's fine <laughs> I just have a lot of shit going on um yeah. no no it's super humbling like it really mm -hmm. is it's like you're just being checked all the time and not that like that's a bad thing it's just like wait hold on yeah no right. for sure you know, like someone's just holding you accountable and like, you should also be holding them accountable and it's right. such a way street, but yeah, it is, um, it is funny how that happens, huh? Cause they are just the one and like, they're your sounding board too. Like they can be the person that builds you back up, but they could also just be the person that you have to spew everything out to. Like I'm the same way where like, there will be some days where I'm super anxious and like, sorry, bud, he's the only one that can, he's the only one sitting on this couch next to me. So he's getting it. Like, I got to talk to him about it or I'm going to explode. You know what I'm saying? No, so hundred percent. And I think that's like, what is like so good about relationships holds me as like, ultimately is that like they see all of you and they're choosing to like stay through the bad and they love you through the bad like that's like my favorite part of like a really or whenever we like get in an argument I do like the most annoying thing in the world but I'm like all right let's clear the air and then like we reset and just like have a moment where we're like not in a discussion or disagreement and it's like so beneficial to just be like we handled it. We got through it. And like, we're getting through it for a reason, basically, because we want to be together. Oh, this has been so fun. I, we have more questions, but I feel like we've gone too long. So I want to like, let you go. I know Donnie got a ninja creamy. So like, if you have like a dairy, like a little snack for you waiting, like I want you to have it and enjoy it. Oh gosh, I know I need some raspberry sorbet downstairs. Oh my God. Um, this has been so fun. This is just honestly excuse to see your face because I miss you so much. But I know we're planning a girls trip right now, so I'm so excited. Um, got to buy my flight probably in the next couple of days because girly pop's gonna miss it. But um, thanks for coming on and chatting and opening up and hanging and drinking wine with me. Love oh you. <laughs> Love you so much. Um, any like final words about just you know being you and this age or any like. Anything else you want to share before we jump off? Uh, just like generally, like I think life just keeps getting better. Like I feel like I was so afraid to turn 26. I was like, oh, so old. And I feel like every day I like myself more and I like learn more about myself and like all the people in my life. And I feel like that's like the best way to be. So if anyone's younger than 26, at least up until here, it's getting better. It only gets better. That's so amazing. I love that. I know it is scary. It's scary getting older, but it's, it honestly, it's great. Like, I feel like, I feel like what you said, you just kind of like get to know yourself better. You just kind of like yourself a little more, you know? And you just like learn, like the thing I said about relationships, like, you know, it's their first time living too. Like I knew just applying that to everyone, like your family, your friends, it's everyone's first time living life. So just like give everyone a little bit more grace, including yourself. And I feel like life gets a lot easier when you like take that approach. Love that. Put it on a quote graphic. I love that. Perfect. I'll put it on a sweatshirt for our girls' trade. <laughs> oh my God. Should we get matching hoodies? Again? <laughs> oh my God. Should we wear, should we bring the purple zip up? Oh wait, did you ruin it or did Molly ruin it? 
No, no, I didn't ruin mine. We should have worn them for this now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my God, we should have. What a missed opportunity. I know, could have gotten an Aries sponsorship. I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Next time, you'll have to, you're just gonna have to come back. It'll be great. Perfect, I'll come back anytime. Yay. Okay, well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Of course, thanks, Alina. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. See you guys next week, bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.